Welcome to another episode of the View Level Podcast. Today is March 7th and it is a Thursday and there's not a lot to talk about going on in the sports world right now. Um, this is still kind of the end of college basketball season, um, kind of ending the, the the basketball season. There's there's It's like the close, it's so close to just picking up and getting everything really dialed in as we head to the summer. But we still got a few things to talk about, and we'll we'll talk about a few things. I think the first thing that we got to talk about LeBron James passing Michael Jordan on the all time scoring list, and that's awesome. That's a that's a great accomplishment for LeBron the player. But right now, LeBron the teammate and LeBron his team is they lose again to the Denver Nuggets, and it just looks like they're it just they almost came back and beat the Nuggets. Caruso. Alex Russo, Mo Wagner. It was kind of much the South Bay Lakers facing the Denver Nuggets, and they are the ones that almost came back. LeBron did a hand, almost had a triple-double, but it's hard for me to celebrate this accomplishment. And yes, LeBron's had a great career. He's done a bunch of things, accomplished a bunch of things, won a bunch of NBA titles. But for right now, in this specific instance, it's, it's good for LeBron that he past MJ and it's a great personal achievement but it's hard for me as a Laker fan too to buy in and be like you know what this is I to be happy for him I am I am happy for him I, I can't say I'm not but as looking at everything as a whole I, I just think it's hard for especially with the way the Lakers playing it doesn't look like they're going to be making it to the playoffs they're six games back now um, teams in front of them are, are winning games it's just interesting it's 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 hard for me to buy in I mean it's tough, and I think the LeBron, if you kind of look at it, it's not all LeBron's fault. There's a bunch of factors going on. I think everyone, like we talked about already, Luke Walton's going to get fired by the end of the season. I just think when you publicly demand wanting Anthony Davis and then you don't get him, that the psyche the psyche kind of throws off everything, the team morale, the chemistry. I mean, look at Rajon Rondo sitting like 20 seats away from his teammates today. I think when the season ends... They're going to get a lottery pick. We're not sure. Probably around 11 to 15 range, depending on how they finish the season. But I think it's one of those things where, obviously, you sign these guys on one-year on one year contracts. But when you look at the young guys, you got to make a decision on these young guys. you got to make a decision on Lonzo Ball. you got to make a decision on Brandon Ingram. you got to make a decision on Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart. What are you going to do with this team? Are you going to pretty much gut it and try to get Anthony Davis? Which is, I think, the 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 area or the angle that they're going to go for? Or do you kind of keep those young guys, try to sign a secondary star player, whoever it is, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. But I think the way that this season is ending, it's not tainting LeBron's legacy, but it's definitely something he's going to look back or people are going to look back and be like, this is a season that kind of got away. Going to LA, this is the season that people are going to start questioning whether he's in it for basketball reasons. I know he's saying that you got to focus on basketball, but I mean, there's that buildup of he came to L.A. for stuff other than basketball. And I think the end of this season is going to and the way this is ending is is pretty much bringing those questions into the forefront. So I think it's not tainting his legacy, but it's going to be interesting to see what this Lakers team does going forward. But nonetheless, like I said, congratulations on LeBron James passing Michael Jordan for the all time scoring list. Um, it's a pretty good accomplishment. And congrats, LeBron James. And I'll finish the season off. Maybe either strong, maybe not, depending. I mean, they're not going to get the first pick, but a nice lottery pick sitting in that 11-12 range. I'd be okay with that as a Laker fan. Um, but right now, I just think that the, the playoffs are, are way out of reach. Let's transition into the NFL. 
Um, reports coming out that Kyler Murray, bad interviewer. He wasn't ready, didn't know what to do on the board. A lot of things that are, are going on. Um, but he nailed the he nailed the, the interview with the, the, the Cardinals, apparently. Um, and that's all you kind of need if you just need one team to hit. Um, but for me, it's I know we've talked a lot about Kyler Murray on the show already. It's kind of the biggest news in football right now besides, I mean, obviously we, we could talk about Anthony Brown going whatever. I mean, Anthony Brown tweeted today about to Landon Collins, Eric Weddle, a couple other people about where are we going next season. Um, so we, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I think the Kyler Murray, the judgment of Kyler Murray, they're already looking for a reason for him not to go do it well. Heard Charlie Cashley talking about it today that he tested bad, not smart, um, and that's just a, I, I just hard. You can that could be completely true. Like those things can be, be completely true, but you're judging everything on something that, like I mean, other people have tested poorly. I mean, he has his ability. I mean, he may not be smarter or might not be as smart as some other quarterbacks in the league right now because those quarterbacks understand the NFL. So it's hard if you're going to make a comparison to him testing to a certain quarterback or having the smarts of a certain quarterback in this league already. Um, it's hard to do that because the quarterbacks are already in the league. He needs to come in the league. And some teams have such high expectations when they're interviewing these guys that it doesn't make any sense that they're already looking for a way to knock these players down. And Kyler Murray, I think, kind of falls in that area. But if he locks up and he does really well in that one interview, it just takes one team to believe in you. And you hear that story all the time. It just takes one team to believe in you. And if Kyler Murray nails that one interview with just one team, then there it is. Um and so I just think that it's a big, I think there's every single thing, obviously he's going to get ridiculed or everything's going to be in a magnifying glass. And he he understands that. But now it's just starting to be like, why is he, every single thing along this process is this way. And I think people just need to take a step back, let everything unfold for a little bit, and let's see how he does. If he goes into his first year and kills it, none of the shit that they're talking about right now matters. But if he doesn't kill it, then you can start bringing it up. But it's too early to just say, well, he tested poorly, he interviewed bad, so that means he's not going to be a good quarterback. No, it fucking doesn't. It doesn't mean that he's going to be bad. It just means that right now teams are already coming up with a predetermined agenda that they want to have on their team, and if they don't fit it, then that means that the guy interviews bad, interviews poorly. And I think that's what's happening right now with Kyler Murray. So take a step back, take a breather, let Kyler Murray be, let him get drafted, see what happens in his first NFL season. Then you can come back and be like, you know what, maybe it's true. Maybe he doesn't have the work ethic or the study habits or he's just not as smart or X's and O's savvy as some other quarterbacks. But just let the man have some time, get drafted, enjoy this part of his life. And just, again, just takes one team. Maybe that beat the Cardinals. John Gruden likes him. Maybe it's the Raiders. So... Interested to see, but I'm rooting for Kyler Murray. Uh, but like we were talking earlier, too, or like I was talking earlier about Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown made that, that tweet, so it was to Landon Collins, Eric Weddle, and a few other people. I can't think off the top of my head, but there's a lot of teams making very peculiar decisions when it comes to free agency. The franchise tag deadline already passed. Not, I mean, everyone kind of expected who was going to get franchise tag, but... The Giants let Landon Collins do. Made the Super, the Pro Bowl three times. He's a stud safety, and it's not like... They're just cutting him specifically for money reasons. And if you kind of look on the outside, looking in on that move, it's 
it's kind of dumbfounded and it kind of fits the way that these the Giants has been the the Giants organization has been going in the last few seasons. I mean, you got the boat incident, you got Eli getting benched, you got Doug McAdoo just kind of not knowing what to do as coach. It's just there's just a bunch of problems going on and a bunch of bad decisions that the Giants organization has been having in the past few few seasons and few years and this is kind of this is going to this is going to be a decision. I can already know now. The Landon Collins is going to go to a team and still tear it up and be a continuous all-pro, a continuous pro bowler. And the Giants are going to look back, well, we didn't want to pay him the money. We didn't want to pay him the money. And I think that's just a poor decision. And it, like I said, it just goes in line with what the the Giants have been doing. But I digress. Um, Antonio Brown, I mean, the big question is Antonio Brown, where is he going to go? As of now, he's not going to be, hasn't been traded but there are teams and reports saying that he will be traded by Friday. A couple teams have already dropped out because they say the asking price is too high, which means one team has already put out a really ask, a really big asking price, forcing the Steelers to come back to other teams and say, well, this is what we're going to get from this team. How can you beat that? And other teams can say, hey, you know what? Have fun. Go ahead. So it's going to be interesting to see where Antonio Brown goes. I honestly can't give you a prediction of where he's going to go. I'm just along for the ride. I'm interested to see what he does. I want him to shave that that blonde mustache too. I hope that if he gets traded, he shaves that blonde mustache. I think I'm hoping that that mustache was just a sign of like no shave November, but he's until he gets traded, that's he's not going to shave it. So please shave that mustache Antonio Brown. Just please please shave that. I just I don't want to see that anymore. I don't think anyone wants to see that anymore. If you want to see that anymore, you're lying to yourself. You don't want to see it anymore. And another free agent was Eric Weddle, who the Ravens surprisingly cut. They've already cut Eric Weddle and C.J. Mosley. Two surprising cuts for the Ravens. I'm not sure. I know I have a couple friends that are Ravens fans. If you guys want to leave comments and what you think that they're doing about cutting Weddle and C.J. Mosley, let me know because I have no idea. Eric Weddle is getting older, uh, but he's still a solid safety that can give you big plays and is just super smart out on the field. And then C.J. Mosley is another young linebacker who – is pretty solid in his own right, and it's still, he's reaching his peak, and the Ravens are going to let him go, so they're just making interesting decisions, but again, all that changes if they can maybe go out and get Antonio Brown, I mean, or Le'Veon Bell, honestly, Uh, Alex Collins got arrested, so they're looking for a running back, I know Buck Allen's still there, but they have Lamar Jackson, who has kind of been that hybrid, but it's interesting to see where all the free agencies. I know the NFL season or the league year doesn't start till like March 13th. That's when people can start going to new teams. That's when Joe Flacco is going to be announced or, yeah, his trade is going to be completed and he's going to go to the Broncos. So it's interesting to see what this goes, where this goes. And it's, it's always fun to hear all this news happen before the league year actually begins. Um, and it just keeps the, the speculation and what's going on and what's going to happen kind of up in the air. So I think we kind of like that. Now, another thing that related to kind of what free agency, the Browns, Browns players like David Njoku, you got Jarvis Landry, you got a couple other people tweeting about, oh, I can't wait. This is going to be so big. GM John Dorsey is a genius. Now, people are freaking out about those tweets, wondering what the hell is going on. And to be honest, it could be something big. It could be Le'Veon Bell. It could be Antonio Brown. We can't know the specifics, the ins and outs of what's going on right now because, like I said, it's not the league year yet, and a lot of people don't want to release those kind of tips. But it's weird that all these people are kind of tweeting this, and no one really knows. Very cryptic. 
And it's not that it's just one person. The fact that it's multiple people from the Browns organization gives a little bit of a understanding of what's going on. And then even it, it goes to LeBron. LeBron tweeted something before today that said, wow, can't believe this. This is going to be unreal, man, which is it's very interesting. Could it, it's, it begs the question, is LeBron, in the, is LeBron running the Cleveland Browns? Is LeBron, he leaves Cleveland, but it's just a cover-up for him to run the Cleveland Browns? I know GM John Dorsey's out there, but is, Le, is LeBron the, the real GM? It kind of makes you think a little bit. You know, is he scouting the Rams? Is there going to be a Rams-Browns Super Bowl next year? Is he scouting the Chargers? Kind of makes you think. Now, now the Lakers' bad season makes 100% sense. Because LeBron's been focusing on the draft and focusing on the free agents for the Cleveland Browns. So... That's something I, I mean, good for LeBron. LeBron's got Space Jam. He's got training camp for the Browns coming up. He's got the Lakers to figure out. So LeBron's, because LeBron's a man of many talents. So I, re, I respect you, LeBron, there. But I don't know what's going to happen. And it's going to be interesting to see just what's going to happen for the Browns in, in general of the, the, NBA, the NFL trade deadline. Let's transition to college basketball a little bit real quick. Kansas is not winning the Big 12 for the first time in 14 years. The last time Kansas didn't win a Big 12 championship, I was 10 or 11 years old. Say 10 or 11 because I'm turning 11 or I'd be turning 25 in a little bit. But Kansas not winning is very shocking. And like I said in one of the earlier episodes, Kansas sucks. There's no way around it. They're losing games at home that they normally don't lose. Playing teams on the road that they should beat easily but can't beat. I mean, that loss to Iowa State was not even a good loss. So Kansas is a team. They'll, they're going to be in the tournament. But I just don't see them making anything in any runs in the NCAA tournament. And I think the best team in the Big 12, for me at least, is Texas Tech. I know you got Kansas State. I know you got Baylor, Oklahoma somehow will stick in that conversation. But to me, Texas Tech is the best team in the Big 12. And I think Texas Tech could easily be a team to be a dark horse to win it all. I think they're super athletic. They shoot the three ball really well. They play defense when it matters. And they show up in big games. They've played a lot of close games and they've played them clutch. And I think Texas Tech is a team to watch out of the Big 12 to really make some noise in March. And that's who I'll pick. I, I could see them making the Elite Eight again. They made the Elite Eight last year, and I think they can make the Elite Eight again this year, maybe even the Final Four, depending on where they set up in, in their brackets. Uh, let's transition to SEC. LSU beat Florida in overtime. That was a very good game. That was a fun game. LSU making the shots late in the game to tie it to force overtime. Um, LSU is one of those teams where they're, they're just right on the border of are they good or are they not good? Are they pretender or are they contender? For me, I'm still not sold on LSU. I saw them play a lot of games early on in the season that they should have won handily and just couldn't couldn't take out the teams. Um, but they're a team that could win the SEC, um, at least in the tournament. Kentucky is another one of those teams. you got Tennessee. Um, so, the, so the SEC tournament itself for that automatic bid will be fun to watch. But there's, I mean three or four teams that can really push themselves into making a big run and a late run in March. And that's something you have to watch out for. And we kind of just run through, run through, run through one more time. These other power five conferences, the ACC, obviously it's Duke with Zion gets back. Zion, they Duke almost lost to Wake Forest. They were down seven late and they were looking like they weren't going to win at all, but they pull out that one point victory at home too. 
if a loss at home to Wake Forest would have happened, man, question would it be Duke year Duke's year anymore? It still has to it still can happen as Zion's coming back. So interesting to see what happens when he gets back. Obviously then North Carolina's up there with them as well. You got Virginia. I'm a big Virginia guy. For some reason I really latched on to Virginia the Pasco Beers. I even put a futures bet on them. So Virginia, please win. Would like that. Big Ten, it's pretty much the same teams. Michigan State, well, they just lost to Indiana. Then you got Michigan. You got a bunch of other teams that... Big Ten's deep in depth, but they just beat each other up all the time. Maryland's good. Maryland's a pretty good team. I know Michigan beat them. I would say Michigan's the best team in that conference. But Maryland's a, Maryland's a team to watch that can make a sneaky run of the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight as well. So I would watch Maryland in the Pac-12. Washington, I don't know. Like I, I thought I forgot the Pac-12 plays basketball still because they're every team is just poor. But Washington's out of there, and then you got a bunch of teams like the Big East. Villanova was if is Villanova good anymore? I'm I'm the I'm thinking that they started really bad, went really good, then went really bad again, and are coming back to being really good. And I think they're gonna have a long run. I hope for a long run because I put a futures bet on them as well. Villanova, Virginia. I need one of those two teams to win the national championship. But I think Villanova can surprise some teams. But the conference is a very interesting conference. There's no really dominant team. So we'll see what Villanova does. Um, I mean, the A-10, the MAC, Buffalo's a team like I've, we've already talked about or I've already talked about is Buffalo is a team to watch in the tournament. And if they get hot and their shooters get hot, and C.J. Massenburg can take over games. Easy Sweet 16 team. I think they make the Sweet 16. Knock on wood. I know some Buffalo fans won't be happy if I jinx them. But C.J. Massenburg and crew believe they can get the Sweet 16. They could sneak into the lead eight and maybe find themselves in the Final Four. They're that good, but really going to come down to the defense and see what they do with that defense. And we'll figure out where they go from there. Uh, before, we, before I head out, just want to talk about hockey um ducks lost and they suck and it's pretty much all i know about hockey right now because i've totally zoned out from watching hockey because like i previously just said the ducks suck so that's that's hockey for you um and that's going to be our show um, again, you can find me on Twitter at jkgale 3 You can find me on Instagram at Justin Gillerman. Make sure you follow View Level Podcast on Twitter at Level View, and then on Instagram at The View Level Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, listen. Tell your moms, tell your dads, tell your dogs to listen to the podcast, and we'll come back with another episode. We got a couple exciting things coming up for me, at least. Um, I'll be at spring training in a couple weeks where I will do, I'll do a podcast there. And then once around, maybe around the 10th episode or so, I'm going to start having guests come on. Um, I think I put the 10 episode, get those 10 episodes down and figure out the guests. But I'm going to be in Vegas for March Madness. So I'll have a couple friends with me, our college basketball analysts, as I air quote that, that we can give a recap and review of the first round of March Madness since we'll be there in Vegas gambling and losing money most likely. Um, and we'll have those guests. So, yes, we're going to get guests on to talk about everything. When baseball season starts, we'll have a couple of baseball guys on. So just stay with us. We're going to get guests. It's not going to just be me all the entire time. So bear with me. But, again, thank you for listening to the Level Podcast, and we'll see you next time.